0: Oh my it, it's God.
1: crazy that you said that specifically everything you said is a byproduct of when I was telling you I just feel like the
0: biggest thing you can do as a man is take gratification in your effort. Right. When you lose a draw you have
1: confirmation because you took a chance.
0: Right. And nigga handled it. it like a real nigga. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nigga handled it like a real nigga was supposed to handle that shit. So however this shit come out it's like I I did it the I did it your way, I let you I let you I left you in full control. Right, you say you just want to be friends, cool. So then I did it the way of I right, boom. You know we not together. I don't have no title, but you know we just we doing whatever I'm doing. You know what you need from me, I'm giving you the space. And I, and it didn't work. So it's like to bring it back to the shit. It's like at what point in your body do you realize like my nigga nothing will never be good enough until she's ready right but okay. see i think that's the that's the issue for him because you got a person that'll marry you that'll give you a child but still do this outside shit and still like disrespect you in certain ways and i'm sitting there thinking like well damn i would rather have okay if me and tiana don't get it together till we get it together fuck it because i know like once that girl say i'm your old lady like you're my boyfriend you're my man i want to spend the rest of my life with you i want to have kids i want to do this i want to grow old with you i know for a fact beyond nothing else that's not something she take for play Right? Yeah. Cause she's like me okay. in the aspect of, you know, just like with these hoes. I'll fuck you. I might fuck you raw. I might take you to dinner. I might joke with you. All that kind of shit. But I'm not gonna give you the title i I'm not gonna give you the title of boyfriend until I'm ready for you to be my boyfriend. So the fact that you could and yeah. let it, you know, marry a nigga and no, all that and still be bullshitting. like That is crazy. I, I
1: shit you couldn't fathom.
0: Some shit you couldn't fathom, but until until Dude recognized his own word, it ain't nothing. Oh yeah. It ain't you know nothing what I'm saying? It ain't nothing to be done, son.
1: Yeah, you bet it. it's a two way street. At the end of the day, it's one of the things that's talked about a lot and promoted a lot on the male side. And you know, granted, it's probably more of a predominant issue that females deal with, let alone that they're willing to be expressive about. But the reality is, it happens on both sides until the person is ready. They're not ready. And it ain't nothing that could be done about it. So you got to figure out, you know, on your end, what moves can be made, what concessions are you willing to make, what boundaries need to be set. And most people don't really, you know, look into that part of it because it's all a comparative living shit going on. It's these people within my age group, that I know are having these advances, quote unquote, in life. And I just want to be able to keep up with it to be comparable. But the truth is everything happens for everybody at its own pace. And I think that's where most people get lost in assaults. Like you see it all the time with the situations where the female will take and get, you know, married young. And because of her lack of experience in the world, that shit don't last. And early on in the breakdown, it'll always be a thing about the man. When the truth of the matter is, he probably was ready and you weren't. Why is that such a bad thing? I'm so different that my honesty and my truth is key to how I move. So I'm willing to even put that on the table for a female. If you need to go and figure that type of stuff out, go figure that out. If our love is something that's supposed to happen, it's going to happen there's nothing that's going to be able to stop it but if you sit in this 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 lie this fantasy you're trying to create it could potentially fall apart to where i'm so disgusted by you that there's no chance to repair it
0: right
1: so make a choice right. and it all hurts and it's all hard combos, but at the end of the day isn't that life right i thought that's the thing we were supposed to walk into especially as men You know, the female side's a little tougher because, again, they're finally coming to this place with having so much power that they're starting to realize that that authority has a direct connection to responsibility. And that goes with accountability. It's something that's kind of been escaping them for such a long time because most females live and operate in their life based on having a crutch, something to fall back on.
0: If I fuck up and fall on my face, mommy and daddy right there. You know, I can take
1: an experiment with life because, hey, I got the husband or I got the boyfriend that's there. There's rarely a moment where they have to figure it out the same way that the average male, especially the average black male, will. And I try to get females to understand that the truth of the matter is it's not a bad thing as long as you walk towards it. You start to get the criticism when you don't because you start speaking from a place of privilege, not knowing that you're speaking from a place of privilege. You start to face stupid shit that don't apply to everybody else's reality. Ugh, I I can't believe my boss wants me to do these things and a nigga will look at you like, bitch, that's why you got a job. It's, <laughs> it's called a job. That literally come with your title.
0: What do you mean you can't believe it? Right. It sounds so privileged to a person that's had to work
1: their entire life to where hearing that person talk, it'll make you feel like you a slave when mm-hmm. the reality is they're you know, and we that that old ideology there is a deeper combo. But the reality is you dealing with a person that's used to shit being handed to him. So that's why it's coming off that way. He never had to pay a light bill. Uh, I can't believe it. Why are my light bills $200 a month? When a nigga like you know shit, look here, man. It get hot, I take more clothes off. It get cold, I put more clothes on. You've understood how to adjust in reality already. And I feel bad for the dudes that don't. But at the same time, it's also something that I appreciate so much because they like the obvious case studies in these situations. Like, let me see how he feels, how he deals with these situations compared to how I would, considering I had to get pushed out there. I had to deal with it harder. I didn't have the help. Versus this motherfucker that had all those, you know, idealistic situations. And look what they up against. And all of that shit balls up and directly impacts parenting. Would you want your child to look like this same motherfucker that you've seen have the best parents in the world, but they look like one of the worst turnouts? It's a scary-ass connection across the board. And somehow, some ways, people don't consciously think about it. It's not something that really, you know, it, it might glance across their thinking process, but they leave it there. They go on to the next thing. It's like, "Uh, let me see what's going on on social media or some shit. And it's like, bro, you do know like these are very intricate parts of life you need to be thinking. Like, I keep seeing them posts about how 50% of, you know, the nation or the world population has that internal voice. It keep fucking me up every time I see it because I'm like, so hold up. (laughs)
0: It's
1: people around you that don't have the internal voice. I thought that was the conscious. First off, me Let's too. Make that clear. Me too. So,
0: if if it is, that means fifty percent of people don't have a conscious. They demons does that affect how you see people move. They demons. Oh, like like a nigga might like a nigga. He a fuck nigga because he don't have a conscious. So look for conversation's sake. Uh, because I just mm-hmm. I just started recording. Not just started recording, but it just caught the last ten minutes. Can you reiterate the question that you have for a nigga as far as like um, wanting, wanting to see how a nigga will react in certain relationship scenarios? I felt like that was good content and I want to reiterate that for the podcast. Ooh, I'm trying to... Recall. Basically, the question that you asked me about T.
1: Was it the idea of the motivation to change? Motivation for change? Yeah. uh you can take your hand to me. Um when I was asking you about uh the two pronged question, yeah yeah the yeah. The first yeah. one was gonna end up being, um, which one of y'all in your opinion do you think has the stronger inclination to change? You know, I guess knowing in the fridge that the other person because of the boundaries they have set without that change
0: it's a highlight yeah it's a highlight and then the second question was gonna end up being
1: if that you know be the case based on whatever answer which one of y'all do you think would draw the hardest line towards that it's like if this person doesn't change I'm gonna keep it then which one of y'all would make the move first considering everything that you know now
0: right okay So, like I told him in private, my answer would be I would be most inclined to draw a hard line because the change, in my opinion, how do I say this delicately? Delicately. For me and my girlfriend, my girlfriend came back into my life and apologized for past transgressions. And before that, I apologized for past transgressions. So I'm not saying there was a need for her to apologize about a lot of shit. But there was, you know, somewhat of an apology needed for the way things ended off um, last summer. And so now, with the way I view relationships, with the way I view my life, it's like certain things that I'm comfortable with and certain things that I'm not comfortable with. And if you didn't meet my requirements as far as comfortability, I couldn't see the situation lasting because I'm not in the business of being uncomfortable unnecessarily, right? Now, I'm not selfish. I can't live in an uncomfortable situation. But like I said, it's like certain lines that are drawn in the sand, and I'm not willing to cross those. Now, as time progresses, you know, maybe like those lines are dissolve a little bit, but that's basically what I was telling them, you know, in private. And this whole conversation started off because I have a friend, I have a homeboy that's, that's very dear to me, and I don't like his relationship. Not that his relationship is for me to like, but I really don't like his relationship, honestly. And I was just telling Sherman that I think that it's an evil world we live in where a good person, a quote-unquote good person, can be stuck in a relationship where... I don't, listen, I, I don't know the day-to-day... Things of his relationships, I don't want to seem like his wife is a bad person or that she's this fucked up individual because that's I don't, I genuinely don't feel like that. And but I, I just feel like I don't understand how good niggas have women that fuck over them and vice versa. I just I don't look, understand it. And
1: that's what I'll be telling you about the absolutes. If you can leave enough leeway to say that, and, and granted, you know, the relationship you have with him is, of course totally different than the relationship you have with her. You would probably even say the relationship with her is pretty much non-existent, non-existent when right. you would consider him a good friend. Right. But knowing humans, if you can give enough leeway to say that, you can't just say that she's a bad person because of the lack of information, couldn't you also say the same about him being a good person? You have limited information to go off of. You know, what if the things that transpired in their relationship was a byproduct of something he did that is unbeknownst to you. That's the scary thing about it. That's why I don't like to look at the absolutes of it, because going back to the example of the good dude, on paper, that good dude thing, it, it does make sense that they get everything they deserve in the world, until you start to break down what do they deserve. The average good person takes too much. They put up with too much they don't have hard boundaries. They're typically people pleasers. So if that be the thing, aren't you really getting what you deserve? If you walk around with this energy where it's like, I'm gonna say yes to everything, and a person say, you know, I I guess, you know me, I ain't gonna go with a crazy example, but just to use something that's a bit extreme, a person walk up to you and ask you for a million dollars, and you just give it to them, and now, the people that see you as a good person, they're like, well, dang, what happened to his money? And he don't sit there and fully tell you the truth, that he just gave it away. He paints a picture as if somebody took it. Now it's like, man, that shouldn't happen to good people. Uh, if he's the definition of a good person in that example, he got what he deserved. You gave the money away. You didn't think about your, you know, your security, your ability to pay bills. You just wanted the people please, So you gave the million away, and now you can't take care of yourself. You can't mm-hmm. take care of a family either. That's the scary part about trying to draw absolutes in the relationships we have. And granted, as humans, it's hard not to. Because we love people. We care about people, so we feed them a certain way, let alone, you know, like the combo we had earlier, you even start to reflect the way that you want their reality to be upon them and other people around them that deal with them. And that's a very tough position to be in when you don't fully understand that person. And I don't think none of us ever will. There's certain things that no matter how honest a person is, how transparent a person is, that they can't find themselves able to divulge with you. And that might be the defining detail that lets you know everything about why they're going through what they're going through in life you know me you know so so much we're so close and that idea of on paper for the average person i'm such a good person but you know me to know man that nigga be talking sometimes like mm-hmm. it, it's not so cut and dry right and you know saying that is to say it could be the same thing for bro he could look so clean on paper but it could be something else that's the reason that he's going through what he's going through or went through with his relationship, those hidden things. And, again, they're not important, you know, from a a, a standpoint of being judgmental. But if we're talking about understanding humans and human nature, oh, man, those are the details I be wanting. People just won't give them to me. And, you know, you bringing up his story, it makes me very interested, especially, you know, I've heard it several times in, you know, recent enough space. I really would love to talk to him. I would love to have a breakdown of him. But, you know, it's kind of tough to, I guess, guess where that can go if certain subject matter get brought up. I wouldn't want to rub it on me either, you know. Right. But I just like truth. I like honesty. I think... And I think I can help people with that.
0: I think that at the overall, I guess, architectural conversation, it comes down to, like, people not realizing their worth, right? And even me yep. as a person, like I said, I just had a conversation with my goddad. and I've been having this conversation with my dad for years, but I wasn't getting it until recently. And I've had this conversation with you. I wasn't understanding my worth, you know? Yep. Like, <clears throat> I was downplaying my worth, but now I get it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I wish that every person that I care about understood their worth. Like, it ain't like... You know what I'm saying? This shit ain't light. Like this shit is like it's a it's a very I don't know, bro. Like, cause cause you know what? At the at the at the same time, I sit there and think about like shit to where like you know how some niggas be like, "Well, shit, what what a bitch bring to the table?" And then I'm looking yeah. at it like, "Yeah, you my dog, but like nigga, what do you bring to the table?" You know what I'm saying? Like so it's it's kind of like worth goes both ways, and I never want to have this like arrogant viewpoint of it viewpoint of it. You know what I'm saying? But I, like a person like him, I just feel like he needs to yeah. learn his worth. He needs to know his worth. But then it's like other people where I feel like, well, shit, my nigga, like I get how you feel and why you feel like that. But like you need to do some more soul searching and get some yeah. more understanding because I feel like you feel like you're worth more than what you are. And then this nigga's like, Marshall was kind of like, I feel like my little brother asshole, but on paper, like, I don't think he treat women bad, you know what I'm saying? I think he treat women good. I just feel like he has his flaws, but it's like on paper, like, yeah, that is the quote-unquote high-value successful man. But what comes with the high-value successful man is what comes with dealing with emotion. I'm not going to put this shit out on, you know, the podcast, because I don't feel negative about my little brother, but there are things that that his wife had to deal with, and I feel like, Hey, you wanted a successful man, this is you know, this is what comes with a quote unquote successful man. You got what you wanted. So it's like it's it's like it's levels to this shit. You know what I'm saying? There's niggas that need to know their worth, it's niggas that know their worth and they act on it and they kinda arrogant and then it's niggas kinda like in the middle where it's kinda like, Bro, like I know a nigga that kinda feels like he's a marshal, but it's like bro, you're not a marshal and for Marshall to be able to talk as arrogantly as he talks, he puts the work behind it. He has the the business sense that the education, you know what I'm saying? Like, the in, in, yeah. intellect, it's kind of like, even as far as, like, the the monetary shit, it's kind of like, he has the shit to be able to pop his shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then it's gonna be always people like me that's gonna be like, well, shit, the money don't... Resist. Money don't make you a real nigga. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I feel like, I don't want talking riddles and shit, but yeah, it's like, it's levels to that shit, man. It's levels to that shit. Yeah, and no, I would venture to say, like, and,
1: you know, without even getting too deep on it, but... Also find that very interesting because that becomes one of those situations where you can even ask the question, how do you make a villain? You know? And going towards um kind of like where we were talking a bit earlier, it's this thing of once a person does end up finding that value, is it the best timing? is the simplest way for me to put it. Like, I've been sitting there trying to even figure that part out. It's like the idea of the guy that's... Or even, the you know, female, but they've went through so much of the negative, so much of the rejection early on, that they find their work, and then they kind of turn sour, if you will. And I've been sitting... Yeah, here going this, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just this thought yeah. of... Like, it it was really based on you saying, like, you know, the people that you love, the people you care about that's around you, you love for them to be able to know their worth, find their value. And that question just kept ringing true for me, like, but what if it's at the turning point when they find it? And I think that's the scary part, because we can't control it. That's one of those Pandora's box situations where it's like, because I feel like this would be the best for you, I wish that for you. And if I had the ability, I would give you that. But it's lacking the details for you to say, could I be creating a monster the moment that I do it? You know, it's like, I guess that the same example of giving a scary person a gun as the person that loved them, you like, well, you ain't got to be scared no more. You can protect yourself. Not knowing this might be the invitation for them to go randomly do things that nobody would agree with. And it's like, how do you control those things when you know you were leading, your intentions were from a place of pure love, But you can't control what they end up doing with the newfound power. That's a scary scenario to think about. And you know me, son, I love the scenarios. I love to think about them because people will see what they'll do with things, what they'll do in the moment. You know, we've all had that, You know, I guess maybe when we were younger, if I had all this money, I'd, you know, get rid of world hunger or something. Um, My people would never hurt. But it's like the reality is, how do you not know some of your family members not just going to fit it all on drugs? You know, and then be back hungry. So it's (laughs) it's a very tough thing to put a finger on. And it's like, are you a bad person for saying I'm going to pull back and assess before I make these decisions, like I'm not gonna freely hand out these things like the idea. Everybody deserves more. Would you freely hand that out, knowing that some situations so toxic that people die, end up in jail? I know that. Like, would you, knowing that these are inherent risk, or is it a thing of you know what? Regardless of how it turned out, I just want everybody to have the experience. Right. Yeah, it's a very tough one. It's one of those things that make it so hard for me because you know my personality and it's like, I don't think everybody deserves these good things. I think they would have less value